0: We are starting a new series today called Wicked, and along with the theme you just saw, our title today is Dancing with the Devil. Dancing with the Devil. As a kid, I imagined the devil as this little red thing that had horns and had a had a tail and had a pitchfork. I mean, that was kind of my image of of the devil and and many kids have this same image of the devil they they view him as this little red guy with a pitchfork and and, and a long tail and and that's their image of uh, the devil and, and and they kind of view the devil as this imaginary super villain and maybe you have intellectually wondered if the devil was real or if he was just some some imaginary force that people have made up throughout the years maybe you've wondered if the devil is just a metaphor for evil and doesn't really exist. And you're sitting there today and you're thinking, Herbert, is the devil real? And if he is, how much influence does he have? Should I be afraid of him? What does the Bible say about him? And for the next few moments, I want to talk to you about the devil. I want to give you the top four things you need to know about the devil. The top four things you need to know about the devil. I I could say so much about the, the, the devil, and I could do a whole series on him. But today, I want to just focus in on the top four things you need to know about the devil. Number one is this. He is real. He is real. There are people who believe that the devil is an old wives' tale that's, that's told to scare people into believing in God, to scare people into coming to church. And, and there will be people that would actually say, I don't believe in the devil because I've never seen him. I mean, I don't believe in the devil. I've never seen the devil. And there will be people that would say, I don't believe in the devil because I don't know anybody who's seen the devil. I don't know one person alive who's ever seen the devil. So I just don't believe in the devil. I submit to you today that you've never seen George Washington. You've never seen Abraham Lincoln. Matter of fact, I submit to you that you don't know anybody alive that's ever seen George Washington or that's ever met Abraham Lincoln, but you believe the witness of history you believe that history is accurate and you believe that abraham lincoln lived you believe that george washington lived and you know the interesting thing we had to take history growing up you know oklahoma history world history american history and all of us that went to school we we, we all took history and the thing is this most of us in this place we don't even know who wrote the history books we believe but, but, but we believe it because because it's history. And you, you ought to believe in history because history for the most part, it, it, it's accurate. It's an accurate account of what's happened in in the past. And and listen, let me tell you something about the Bible. It is history. And and there are many historians who don't follow Jesus Christ that will tell you, Hey, the Bible is an accurate history book. And, and they believe that it's, it's a wonderful history. And yet you and I know the Bible is more than just a history book. It is the infallible Word of God. It was inspired by God. It is God's Word. And history, the same history that says that Abraham Lincoln lived, the same history that says that George Washington existed, is the same history that says that God exists and that God is real and that Jesus Christ lived on this earth. And friends, when you believe that God exists, you got to believe the devil exists. When you realize that history bears out that there is a God who is actively involved in his creation. When you believe that, you have to believe in the devil. You see, Jesus, the perfect son of God, talked about the reality of the devil. Jesus didn't say that the devil is an old wives tale. Jesus didn't say that the devil is some imaginary supervillain. No, Jesus taught that the devil is real. And so are demons. So are demonic forces. I don't have time to give you every account of all that Jesus said about the devil. But I want to give you two. Two times that Jesus talked about the devil. Luke chapter number 8 and verse number 12. This is Jesus speaking. He says, those along the path are the ones who hear him. And then the devil comes. And takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Jesus says, listen, listen, the devil is real. He's not some imaginary force. He's not some imaginary supervillain. Jesus says, the devil is real. And there's three choices for you today. Either you believe Jesus was a lunatic and he lost his mind. Or you believe that Jesus is a liar Oh, we all know that Jesus is a Lord. He is the Son of God who lived a perfect and sinless life. Everything that he said was true. And Jesus said, There is a devil. And Jesus actually had a face to face encounter with the devil. You can find this over in Mark, excuse me, Matthew chapter four, and verse number one. I'm not going to read the entire passage to you. You can do that on your own. But I want to just share with you some highlights of this story. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. Now the story here is, is Jesus had been fasting 40 days and 40 nights, both food and water. And he was hungry, he was thirsty, and the devil showed up. Jesus had a face-to-face encounter with him. And the devil began to tempt Jesus, and he said, why don't you turn these stones into bread? The the second temptation that the devil, a face-to-face encounter with Jesus, the devil took Jesus onto, uh, said, why don't you stand on this high temple, and took him up and said, why don't you just jump off, and God will command his angels to protect you. And Jesus said back to the devil himself, he said, listen, it is also written that 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 you should, that we should not test the lord our god And then the devil took Jesus on top of the highest mountain and he showed him the kingdoms of the world. And he told Jesus, listen, if you'll bow down before me and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms of this world. And and notice notice Jesus' response back to the devil in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10 and 11. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and angels came and attended him. Jesus, the Son of God, the perfect Son of God, the sinless one, he said, listen, the devil is real. I've had an encounter with the devil and I'm telling you, he is real. So we know that Jesus lets us know that the devil is real, but the question that may be rolling through your mind is, well, where did he come from? Did this devil guy, who is he? What does he do? And what is the devil's future? And for the next few moments, I want to address those questions. And I want to start by answering that first question. And the question is this, where did he come from? Where did Satan come from? Lucifer, Satan, the devil, was created by God. He was created as a a righteous angel. And he was created and he had a place in heaven and The Bible describes him as a very beautiful angel. The Bible says that Satan had a wonderful, beautiful voice. And scholars say that he was the choir leader in heaven. He was the worship leader in heaven. And and the thing about the devil that you have to understand is that the devil, when he was created, he was created with the free will. Just like you and I have. You see, we have a free will. We can choose to serve God or we can choose to rebel against God. We have a free will. You see, you can't make somebody love you and that be true love. You see, I wouldn't ever say that my wife loved me if I had to make her love me. No, Tiffany loves me because it's a choice that she chooses to love me. And the same thing, God created us with the free will that we would have the choice to love our Savior or to rebel against our Savior. And the devil had a free will and he began to get prideful and he began to get arrogant and wicked wickedness began to fill his heart. And the devil wanted to ascend to God's throne. He wanted to take over God's place and become God of the entire world. He he wanted that place, and so he began to rebel against God, and there was a war that broke out in heaven, and the devil was kicked out of heaven down here to earth. And the Bible talks about this war in heaven. It talks about him getting kicked out of heaven in Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. The scriptures say, and there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. I want you to notice that he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down. The ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray, he was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Catch that, his angels with him. Many scholars believe these angels are the demons that are on earth today. They were kicked out of heaven, Satan, and the angels were kicked out of heaven. And now they're here on earth. I don't have time today to read to you other scriptures regarding who Satan was, who Lucifer was, was when he was in heaven And how he rebelled against God and was kicked out of heaven. But let me give you some scriptures that you can jot down and study this on your own time. Luke chapter 10 and verse 18, Jesus talked about Satan getting kicked out of heaven. Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 13 through 17 describes Satan and who he was and his voice and his beauty. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 12 through 15 talks about Satan and his place in heaven and how he was kicked out of heaven. The second question is, who is the devil and what does he do? The, 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 the second thing, the, the second thing that you need to know about the devil, number two, he is a liar. He is a liar. Satan is at his best when he, when he, when he is lying and deceiving. That, 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 that's who he is. That, that's when he's at his best. Scripture says in John chapter 8 and verse 44, Jesus said, you belong to your father, the devil. I, I want you to see once again, point number one uh, here, that-, that he is real. Jesus talks clearly about the devil and says that he's real. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar, notice this, and the father... Of lies. He is the father of lies. When he was in heaven as a righteous angel and he decided to rebel against God, he's the one that created lying. He's the one that created deception. He's the father of lies. And hear me about the devil. He is the biggest and best liar you could ever meet. He is the master of lying, He is a pro. He is great at it. He has years and years and years of practice at lying. And one of the greatest lies of the devil, one of the greatest lies, is to get people to believe that it doesn't exist. I mean, he's good. He's so deceptive. He's so good at lying. Did you realize that around 30 to 40% statistics say of people don't believe the devil is real. I mean, that's how good he is. I mean, Jesus talked about him, but yet there would be people that say, I don't believe Jesus. And the devil's so good at lying. He's so good, smooth, that 30 to 40 percent of people say, I don't really believe there's a there's a devil. There are people who even go to church every week who would call themselves Christians. They would say, I believe in God. And yet the enemy has so lied and been so deceptive that they would sit in church and say, I don't believe in the devil. He's good. He's a pro. He's a master at deception and lying. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 12 and verse number 9, I read this scripture to you a few moments ago, but I want to read it to you one more time and just point out a, a, a fresh angle here. The scripture says, and the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old who is called the devil, and Satan who deceives, notice this, who deceives the whole world. I mean, this guy is good. He doesn't just deceive folks in America. He deceives the whole world over in China and Indonesia and Africa and England. He is so good at what he does. The Bible says he deceives the whole world. Listen, there may be things that you believe are true today that are actually a lie from the devil. Let me take it a step further. There's a high, high possibility, a very strong possibility that you believe things today. You believe they're true. And they're really a lie from your spiritual enemy, Satan, because he is good. He deceives the whole world. People easily buy into his lies. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter number 11 and verse 14 and 15, and no wonder... For Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Oh, he's too smart to come out with a pitchfork and a tail and some horns and be red. No, he masquerades as an angel of light. He goes around looking like a righteous angel. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. There will be people that that even go to church and they're not a follower of God, but they masquerade around. They're of Satan. They disguise themselves as a righteous person. He says their end will be what their actions deserve. He masquerades as an angel of light. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. The devil is so good at making what's right appear wrong and what's wrong appear right have you noticed how things that we would call wicked and evil and sin they're celebrated today they're uplifted today they're glamorized today and yet things that we would call righteous and pure they're laughed at and they're and they're ridiculed and they're belittled I mean, he's so good that he makes what's wrong appear right. And he makes what's right appear wrong. He, he's deceptive. He's, he's cunning. He's, he's sly. He's good at what he does. And next week, next week, next week, I'm teaching a message called Devil Deceiver. Devil Deceiver. You see, one of his greatest weapons against you and me is to deceive us and lie to us. And in this place today, in this place today, there are some of you, it's what you know that ain't so that's killing you. It's what you know that ain't so that's killing you. And next week, we're going to expose the lies of the devil. I'm going to talk to you about some of his biggest schemes and biggest lies of how he gets humanity sucked in and bought into a lie to destroy their life. And many of you in this place, you have friends, you've got co-workers, you've got relatives, you've got neighbors, you've got people at your school that that are believing a lie. Would you invite them here next week? Would you hand them an invite card and bring them here? Because, listen, I want to help them to be free from the lies of Satan and walk in the victory that God has for their life. Next week, we're going to expose the lies of the devil. Point number three, the, the top thing that you need to know about the devil. Number three is this. He wants to destroy you. That's his goal. That's his purpose. That's his aim in life. He wants to destroy you. The Bible teaches that there is a spiritual battle and that we are all a part of it. The scriptures also teach that our spiritual enemy, the devil, is devising strategies to try to destroy our lives. Listen to what Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 through 12. It says, put on, all of, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand against all strategies of the devil. You see, the devil gets strategies, schemes, plots on how to destroy us. He's always scheming and, and plotting. He's so cunning. He's so sly. And he's got grace. Listen, the devil's been practicing his strategies for years. He was practicing way back on David and Bathsheba. He, he's practicing. He was practicing with Samson and Delilah, practicing, working, craft, working on his art and his craft. He, he, was, he was practicing back there with Joseph when he got him in the, thrown in the pit and thrown in the pit. He was practicing. I cannot take, I cannot do. He, he's devising, the Bible says, he's, he's, he's devising strategies. To take us out, verse 12, and, and Paul wants to remind us of something very important. He says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. You see, we go through life thinking that our real enemy is our neighbor, or our, 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 our co-worker, or the boss, or a relative, somebody we're mad at, somebody that d- has done us wrong. And, and Paul says, no, 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 that's not your greatest enemy, that's not your real battle. He says, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities.'" of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Friends, there is a spiritual battle going on. And we're all a part of it. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 8, be self-controlled and alert for your enemy the devil prowls. He prowls. He's He's cunning, he's smooth, he's sly, he's deceptive, prowls around, the Bible says, like a roaring lion. He's like a roaring lion. Why does he roar? Why does he prowl around? The Bible says he's looking for someone to devour. some of you jump. Well, hey, uh, yeah, I saw somebody wake up from their nap. My Lord. What in the world? Can you imagine taking an afternoon walk with the family and hearing that noise? Oh, I'm running back to the car. Uh, I mean, we ain't going on a walk now. The roaring. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. But I want you to point out what the Bible says. I want to point this out. The Bible says he's like a roaring lion. Not like he's not a lion. He's like a roaring lion. In other words, he makes a lot of noise. Have you ever met somebody? That made a lot of noise but couldn't bust a grape. Huh? I'm going to hurt you. I, I, my daddy's bigger than your daddy and you meet me after school and you go in there running. at it. Huh? Talk all that noise but can't bust a grape. And that's our spiritual enemy. He makes a lot of noise. He makes a lot of noise. But he does not have the authority to bust a grape in our lives. You see, you see, our spiritual enemy, his bark is a lot bigger than his bite. That leads me to point number four. The fourth thing that you need to know about the devil is he is limited. He is limited. Some people think that the devil is big and bad. Some people have this image of the devil that he is as powerful as God. That they think the devil is like God, and I want you to hear me today. The devil, your spiritual enemy, isn't anything like God. He can't come close to comparing to how powerful our God is. Let me tell you something about the devil. Listen, listen, listen. God is creator. The devil is created. God is infinite. The devil is finite. God is omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time. The devil can't be everywhere at the same time. He is limited. God is omniscient. He knows everything. Listen, the devil doesn't know everything. He's limited. If the devil knew everything, he wouldn't have rebelled against God in heaven and got kicked out. But he doesn't know everything. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. The devil is not all-powerful. He is limited. His power is limited. You say, why, Herbert? That leads me to point number one under he is limited. Number one is this. Jesus Jesus defeated the devil on the cross. Jesus defeated the devil on the cross. Hear what the scripture says in Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them. Did you notice that? He disarmed the powers, talking about the, the the demonic forces, our spiritual enemy, the unseen forces. He disarmed the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. Jesus defeated the devil. He defeated demonic forces on the cross of Calvary. And matter of fact, the Bible says this He made a spectacle out of them. On the cross of Calvary. You see, the devil is a defeated foe. He has been defeated by Jesus Christ. And hear me, his future is the lake of fire and he can't do anything about it. He can't do anything about He is limited. The Bible says this about the devil's future. Revelations 20 and verse 10. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And that is the devil's ultimate future, the lake of fire, the lake of burning sulfur. He will be there forever and ever. And he's powerless to do anything about it. He can't stop it. There's a second thing that I want you to know about how limited the devil is. Number two is this. You can resist him. I want every Christ follower to hear me right now. Please hear me. You don't need to be fearful of the devil. He has limited power. You quit going around saying this. The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. No. You gave him that place in your life. Don't quit, quit Quit saying that. The devil made me do it. No, no, no. no. You, you're, you're mis- you, you have a misunderstanding of who you are in Christ and the power that you have in Christ. You see, here's what the scripture says in James chapter 4 and verse number 7. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Here's what the Bible says. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. You want to defeat the devil? The Bible says simple, simply this submit yourselves to God. Yield your life to God. Follow God's word. Live your life for God. Obey God. And when your life is submitted to God, when your spiritual enemy comes to attack you, to attempt you, to to tempt you, to try to destroy you, the Bible says that you resist the devil and he will flee from you. Everybody say this. Say, it's easy. Come on, shout. It's easy. I mean, it's easy to defeat our spiritual enemy. If we'll just submit our lives to God and resist the devil, he will flee from you. It's not hard. Sometimes people make it so hard to defeat the devil. Oh, pastor, you know how I defeat the devil in my house. I have to light candles. Make the room real dark. And I I light 12 candles for the 12 tribes of Israel. Then I light three more for the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And then I got to go around my house, Pastor, and I have to chant. The the devil, I want you to know the Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. The The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. I got to get that devil out of my house, Pastor. That's what I do. And then, Pastor, you know, the... Kind of top it off I have to, I have, to I have to name the demons demon what's your name? come here demon what's your name? you name yourself now listen if you do that you're weird <laughs> you are weird it's not that hard. the Bible doesn't say chant light candles for the father it says no submit your life to God, resist the devil, and the boy will flee he'll flee from You, he is limited. There's a third thing that I want you to see about how limited he is. Number three is this. You are protected from the devil. I'm talking to followers of Christ. I'm talking to people who love the Lord. I'm not talking to to the people that are just involved in this popular cultural Christianity. You know, I just say one thing and live another thing. I'm talking to people, if you're a follower of Christ, you are protected from the devil. Listen to what 1 John chapter 5 and verse 18 says. It says, no one who has become part of God's family makes a practice of sinning. That they live for God. They serve the Lord. For Christ." God's son holds him securely, and the devil cannot get his hands on him. If you're a child of God, if you love the Lord, listen, he's limited. We serve God, and when we do that, God protects us from our spiritual enemy. There's a fourth thing that I want you to see a fourth thing regarding how limited the devil is. Number four is this you have authority over the devil. If you are a follower of Christ, if you are a Christian, you have authority over the devil. Listen to what the scripture says in Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 19. It says the 72 returned with joy and said, these were 72 people who were sent out by Jesus to do ministry, to preach the, the gospel, to heal the sick, to, to, to cast out demons, to, to, to minister to those who are broken hearted. And they came back with joy in their heart. And they gave a report to the Lord, and they said, This Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. Man, we've got authority over the demons. And Jesus said, This I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He said, Fellas, I mean, that's not a big deal. I mean, I already know he's defeated. He fell from heaven. I mean, the boy got kicked out of heaven. He's not all that. I mean, that's basically what he, I mean, he's not all that. I I know you got authority over him. I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. Listen, verse 19, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Everybody shout all. Everybody shout all. Listen, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, he's given you power to overcome all the power of the enemy. He says nothing will harm you. You say, Herbert, what does that mean in, in the 21st century? Herbert, how does that apply to my life today, what, what Jesus just said? Here's how it applies. You don't have to live in fear of the devil. If you're a Christian here, you don't have to worry about what it's going to do to your kids and your marriage. You, you, you don't have to live a life of addictions and sin. You, you don't have to live a life of self-destruction. You don't have to live a life that's in defeat and in bondage. You can live in freedom. You can live the abundant life that God has for you. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Listen, Satan has fallen. And he is awaiting judgment. And today... The devil is still falling, and he continues to fall. Every time someone trusts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, Satan falls. Every time someone says no to temptation, Satan falls. Every time someone says, I'm going to raise my kids and my family and church, and I'm going to honor God, Satan falls. Every time you obey God's word, Satan, false. Every time you submit your life to God and you resist the devil, he flees. Satan, false. Every time one person, one person crosses the line of faith and confesses Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior, Satan, false. You have authority over the enemy. Lord, thanks for your word today. Thanks for your presence.